Engaging sermons on the most urgent problem of our day and what you can do about it. Now, the End Abortion Podcast by Priests for Life. A reading from the Acts of the Apostles. The crowd in Philippi joined in the attack on Paul and Silas. And the magistrates had them stripped and ordered them to be beaten with rods. And after inflicting many blows on them, they threw them into prison and instructed the jailer to guard them securely. When he received these instructions, he put them in the innermost cell and secured their feet to a stake. About midnight, when, while Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God as the prisoners listened, there was suddenly such a severe earthquake that the foundations of the jail shook. All the doors flew open and the chains of all were pulled loose. When the jailer woke up and saw the prison doors wide open, he drew his sword and was about to kill himself, thinking that the prisoners had escaped. But Paul shouted out in a loud voice, Do no harm to yourself. We are all here. He asked for a light and rushed in, and trembling with fear, he fell down before Paul and Silas. Then he brought them out and said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? And they said, Believe in the Lord Jesus, and you and your household will be saved. So they spoke the word of the Lord to him and to everyone in his house. He took them in at that hour of the night and bathed their wounds. Then he and all his family were baptized at once. He brought them up into his house and provided a meal, and with his household rejoiced at having come to faith in God. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Your right hand saves me, O Lord. Your right hand saves me, O Lord. I will give thanks to you, O Lord, with all my heart. For you have heard the words of my mouth. In the presence of the angels I will sing your praise. I will worship at your holy temple and give thanks to your name. Your right hand saves me, O Lord, because of your kindness and your truth. You have made great above all things your name and your promise. When I called, you answered me. You built up strength within me. Your right hand saves me, O Lord. Your right hand saves me. The Lord will complete what he has done for me. Your kindness, O Lord, endures forever. Forsake not the work of your hands. Your right hand saves me, O Lord. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus said to his disciples, Now I am going to the one who sent me. And not one of you asks me, where are you going? But because I told you this, grief has filled your hearts. But I tell you the truth, it is better for you that I go. For if I do not go, the Advocate will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. And when he comes, he will convict the world in regard to sin and righteousness and condemnation. Sin because they do not believe in me. Righteousness, because I am going to the Father. 
and, and you will no longer see me. Condemnation, because the ruler of this world has been condemned. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. As we come into these final weeks of the Easter season and we approach what will be its culmination in the sending forth of the Spirit at Pentecost, the fruit of the death and the resurrection of Christ and His ascension, the Gospel readings are teaching us more and more about what this fruit is, about what this Holy Spirit will do, about what the Easter season is meant to accomplish. And this spirit we hear today will convict and convince. The word that is used here in the original Greek of the, of the Gospels means both of those things. It's like when you're under cross-examination at a trial and by incisive questions you are led to see the truth of a particular position. It's convincing you and it's also convicting you of wrong that you may have done. This is the sense of the word that Jesus is using. What will the Spirit do? So many are unaware of the things of God. The Holy Spirit enlightens them about it. So many think just the opposite about Jesus than what is the truth. The Holy Spirit convinces them of the truth, convincing them of their own sins. So many are unaware of their sins. One of the things the Holy Spirit does is not only brings us the forgiveness of sins, but first he has to bring us the awareness of sin. Because otherwise, how can we repent? We can't repent of something that we don't know, and we can't receive forgiveness unless we repent. So the Holy Spirit's mercy is precisely, first of all, in convincing and convicting us of sin. So we see, for example, when the Holy Spirit was poured out, On Pentecost, if you read Acts chapter 2, Peter is preaching to the crowds after this great miracle of the the tongues, the Holy Spirit has come, everyone is hearing them in, in, in his own language. And he tells the story of the one appointed by God with signs and wonders, Jesus of Nazareth, who was handed over to be crucified by godless men, but whom God raised from the dead. This Jesus now has been appointed as Savior of all. And then he quotes the Psalms and David, uh, my body will abide in confidence. My flesh will not undergo corruption. This is fulfilled in the resurrection. And the people heard this. And in verse 27 it says, when they heard this, they were stung to the heart. And they said, what must we do, brothers? And Peter said, repent and be baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. The Holy Spirit will convict you of sin. Think about Biden. Think about Pelosi. Think about those public figures who call themselves Catholic, call themselves Christian, and misled by priests who are as guilty as they are. They think they can be devout Catholics and stand for the killing of babies, not just stand for it, but increase it, push it, get us to pay for it, they have to be convicted of sin. They have to be convinced that what they're doing is wrong so that they can seek repentance. People like Archbishop Cordelione of San Francisco in telling Pelosi she cannot receive communion are trying to work in in conjunction here with the Holy Spirit to 
convince her of her sin so that she can repent. It's not punishment. It's assistance. It's pastoral assistance. Those bishops that don't realize that ought to find a different job because they, they don't understand their own role. He will convince you of sin. This happens not just in those public examples, but in the private, quiet moments of our own prayer. This is why we do an examination of conscience every day. Lord, show me my hidden sins. Jesus, teach me by your Holy Spirit. Where have I gone wrong today? This is a key element of our daily prayers, examining our conscience. We don't just do it ourselves. It's not just an exercise in remembering. It's an invoking of the Holy Spirit to show us our sins. You know, when a light goes through, a bright light goes through a window, don't you see the, the, the particles floating in the air? I mean, you don't see them otherwise, but they're there. The more light we have, the more the Holy Spirit fills us, the more we're convinced of our sins. You know, as I've shared with you before, if you read the letters of St. Paul in the New Testament, in the order in which they were written, Paul, as he comes later in his life, refers to himself more and more as a sinner. Because the more he walks with the Holy Spirit, the more he's convinced of his own sins. Paul, apostle of Christ Jesus, he says in his early letters. And then he moves on to say, Paul, apostle and servant. And then eventually he says, Paul, not worthy to be called an apostle. And finally, later in his life, he writes that he is the chief of sinners. He will convict you of sin. He will convict you of righteousness because I'm going to the Father. Who is this Jesus? He's righteous. Surely this was the Son of God. The centurion said there at the cross, after having participated in the killing of Jesus, he was convicted of righteousness. This man was innocent. This was the Son of God. Everyone will be convinced of the righteousness of Jesus. When he comes again, Scripture says, every knee shall bend, every eye shall see him, Scripture says, even of those who pierced him. Can you imagine? Can you imagine how those men who hit the nails into the hands and feet of Jesus when they crucified him, how they're going to feel, what they're going to say when they see him coming in glory on the clouds of heaven for the final judgment. They will, he will convict you of righteousness. Jesus is Lord. We have to convince all people and the Holy Spirit convinces them that Jesus is not just a prophet, not just a religious leader, not simply a good man, but he is Lord. No one can say Jesus is Lord except in the Holy Spirit, Paul says to the Romans. He will convict you of righteousness. He will show you who Jesus is. He will convict, convince you of condemnation because the ruler of this world has been condemned. In other words, sin was nailed to the cross. Death was defeated by the death of Christ. The kingdom of this world has become the kingdom of our Lord and of his Christ. The ruler of this world has been cast out. The devil tried to tempt Jesus. Worship me and I will give you all these kingdoms because they are mine. And Jesus, having risen from the dead, says all authority has been given to me both in heaven and on earth. He said to his apostles, I saw Satan fall like lightning from the sky. The ruler of this world, 
the one who has had dominion over human life, has made us live in the shadow of death with the fear of death, has led us captive to sin. He has been defeated. He has been cast out. He has been overcome. Jesus has cast out demons. He cast out demons in his earthly ministry. They went howling and shrieking out of those whom they inhabited once because he was pointing to the ultimate casting out of demons that he would accomplish by his death and resurrection. That ultimate setting us free from the power of demons by crushing death on the cross, crucifying sin, and bringing us grace, forgiveness, and reconciliation. The Holy Spirit teaches us these things. The Holy Spirit convinces us of these things. Come, Holy Spirit. This is the fruit, not only the fruit of the Paschal mystery, but the coming of the Spirit helps us to understand the events we have just celebrated in the crucifixion, death, resurrection, and ascension of Jesus Christ. The Holy Spirit, therefore, truly completes the Easter celebration. Let's learn more about him. Let's invoke him. Let's beg him to come. And let's rejoice in the life and the truth that he brings us. Amen. This has been the End Abortion Podcast. To learn more, to help end abortion, and to connect with us on social media, visit endabortion.net.